0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, It means a lot. You know, I came to
1: Nebraska to be a part of an offensive line tradition. To be a part of that tradition now is just something that I'm forever grateful for. You know, all the people that have came before me, all the people that will come after me. To be where I am today, I couldn't have done without my teammates. You know, when I was a young guy, people like Tanner Farmer and David Neville, Nick Gates, all those guys. I didn't do it by myself, so couldn't have done it without those guys.
0: And we're back here on the Husker Line Show. That was offensive lineman Brandon Hymas, probably the most decorated of Nebraska's senior class, a 39-game consecutive starter. He'll make his 40th and 41st start, ideally, um, and maybe 42nd start if Nebraska makes a bowl game. And you think about all the linemen that played there here. I mean, very few have been in a position to do that. But uh, this segment here of the Husker Online Show, brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill here in Lincoln on 30th and Yankee Hill, was just in there on Wednesday. Um, Great place to watch games, socially distanced, safe, uh, great food. Get on into Tanner's. They have been um, getting some good turnouts to watch these Husker games at 11 a.m. and stick in there and watch the rest of the college football and Sunday action at Tanner Sports Bar here in Lincoln. Uh, but Robin, you heard Heimus, and you just think about this kid when he got on the field. He was about 265 pounds, starting left tackle for Mike Riley in his final season, and he he really probably shouldn't have been out there, but um, they made the decision to play him as a freshman and. It kind of is what it is. I'm trying to remember what happened. David Neville, or did somebody get hurt that year that forced that move to happen?
1: That sounds right. Uh, Yeah, I think it was because David Neville started the year. David Neville was better than people gave him credit for. If he could have stayed healthy, he would have been a much better player than he was, but injuries just plagued his career. But yeah, they basically had no choice but to throw uh you know nick right in the or sorry um right in the right in the mix of it and you know that kind of started the the whole streak now and i believe that i think jeremiah searles has the all-time career starts 41 record with uh yeah 41 so he's got a chance to go down as uh the most starts ever by a nebraska offensive lineman which is incredible if they play in a bowl yeah if they play in a bowl so i mean we'll see but uh really i mean he's a guy that has been through uh as much as anybody on this team right now uh in in terms of just all the uh the adversity and the, the roller coaster that the last four or five years have been um and you know he had opportunities i guess to i mean like everyone else to find somewhere else to play or even you know move early move on early to the pros and he stuck it out, and you know I think having a guy like that that was willing to uh, buy in uh, the way that he did, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that set the tone for what Frost has been trying to build over the past three years.
0: You could argue as far as Mike Riley recruits go, he's probably as good of a player as any as far as productivity and of any of the Riley guys that were brought in this program. Yeah, I mean JD was on that path, but then he left. But there, there, there. I mean, there haven't been. Quite as many. JoJo Dolman. JoJo Dolman would be up there. but Boodle, maybe. You know, and Dolman was going to come to Nebraska. I I, I think a Colorado kid like that, they were always going to be recruited by Nebraska and have a chance to come here. But he was recruited by Riley.
1: But really, this has been the first year that he's been a consistent player. I mean, he's he's shown flashes over the last few years, but this has really been when he's, he's flipped that switch. Whereas Brennan, he's kind of been a mainstay. No doubt. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's a separator. And so maybe I, well, the only person that comes to mind would be Boodle just out of, you know,
0: career longevity. Lamar Jackson before that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it, you know, this is a kid from Austin, Texas, that picked Nebraska over Texas, and he stuck with the program. So, yeah, he, I just it's too bad there, there can't be fans here to really give some of these seniors the proper send off. But getting a win would probably be the best send off possible. And who knows what week nine will be. They might be back here. They might be on the road at Rutgers, somewhere like that. So we'll see where that all goes. But zoning in more on the offense. One of the things I liked last week, Robin, we saw them really size down that wide receiver rotation, Cade uh, Warner didn't play a snap. Alante no. Brown did not play a snap. And the focus now, obviously Wandale Robinson, but Oliver Martin, Xavier Betts, and Levi Falk and White Lever. I mean, those five guys really played a lion's share. And I like what how Falk and Betts have really come on. They gave Nebraska about, I think, five catches each last week.
1: Yeah, and both of them had some of the, the better games, or at least the most complete games of their their one seasons here. So uh, you definitely you can see the benefit of them Pairing down that rotation it almost seems like there were too many mouths to feed and they didn't know, uh, you know, who who to really latch on to. And I think that may have impacted chemistry a little bit too with two quarterbacks, you know, splitting first team reps for several weeks and uh, the receivers rotating in practice. You know, maybe that was a big reason why that passing game took so long to get off the ground. Well, they went back and, you know, made Adrian their, their guy again. And then they pared down their receiver rotation and suddenly – you know maybe coincidence or not, that passing game has you know taken off from where it was earlier in the year. So uh, I think that's a big part of it, and then the other part of it too. I think it's done wonders for Wondell Robinson. Uh, I think they're finally using him the way that he needs to be used. Not just you know sticking him at running back and giving him the football and say here we go make a play. They're actually utilizing him within the structure of the offense and using him as a wide receiver. I mean, the number of underneath routes he was able to capitalize on against Purdue's, you know, that, Ben, but don't bring secondary I mean he had that all day and he was a, a weapon that Purdue had no weapon or no answer for and that was kind of the vision I think all along when he moved to full-time quote-unquote wide receiver of what that picture was supposed to look like with Wandale so hopefully he kind of benefits as much as anyone from that pared down rotation as, as they go forward
0: you're listening here to the Husker Line shows. we talk offensive storylines and yeah I think they've settled on Adrian Martinez as the guy and McCaffrey as a change up and Give Purdue some credit. They had a good scheme to shut down those QB runs. It was probably – it was far and away the least production we saw out of the QB run game and the run game in general for Nebraska. They only had five rushing first downs in that game, um, and 13 of their first downs were converted by pass. Martinez had three of the five. Mills had two of the five. So they didn't get a lot of rushing production. That has to change here in this Minnesota game. You know, the snow should be out of here by 11, but it it could be just a sloppier, different feel um, than what we've seen all year. We've been blessed with great weather, uh, but I think the running game needs to get going. Minnesota has been a very vulnerable defense that has struggled against almost everybody this year, particularly Michigan and Maryland early on. We saw them eke one out against Purdue, but this is a game where Nebraska should have some success running the football.
1: Yeah, and I think having Dedrick Mills back, you know, fully in in the uh the running back not rotation, but as that starting back. I mean, that's that's where I think has really hurt Nebraska's offense is you know just the the uncertainty and inconsistency they've had at that running back spot while he's been out. And yeah, when he was in earlier in the year, he wasn't putting up the numbers, but You saw in that Purdue game, he was the guy that kept drives on schedule and put Nebraska in manageable second and third downs and put took so much pressure off of adrian martinez uh to where he was able to operate more off play action and uh not have to you know make every single play with his arm and i you know just having that presence where even if he's not racking up the yards if he's getting you four or five yards a pop i mean that does wonders just to keep the flow and rhythm going for you offensively and keeping you out of those doomed third and elevens that we've seen far too much of
0: in minnesota did not get a play Northwestern or Wisconsin. The last time they played a game was Friday, November 20th. And remember, they played three out of four weeks in a row on Friday nights, and they lost to Maryland. They played Illinois on the road on a Saturday. Then back-to-back Fridays, Iowa and Purdue. So I don't know how that worked, but they somehow became like Friday night lights for Big Ten football. Yeah,
1: and they should have lost that Purdue game too. So. Uh, They they got a break there, and then uh, things shut down for them really quick.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting to see, and um, we'll talk more about Nebraska's defense now as they get ready for Mo Ibrahim, Tanner Morgan, and this Gopher offense. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.